OpenAI is going completely off the rails. They're offering compensation packages to, you know, they're, they're trying to essentially lure over Google AI researchers and they're offering compensation packages between five and $10 million a year. Most of this is in stock, but this is absolutely crazy. Today on the podcast, we're breaking down this insane compensation package that OpenAI is offering. If we think this is sustainable, if this is insanity, we're going to break it all down. Uh, so let's dive into it real quick. I wanted to give a huge thank you to all of the people that have invested into AI Box's crowdfunding campaign on Republic. We've raised over $280,000 so far from 197 investors. We're getting really close to 200 investors. If you haven't invested yet, you should be one of the next three investors to get on, put us over the 200 investor mark. We're super excited um, and uh, really excited to see where this goes. Obviously, it feels very validating with OpenAI launching their GPT store. This is exactly what the market needs. The big difference between AI Box and the GPT store, of course, is that AI Box will work with thousands of different AI models. All of the big players will be forced to come together on one platform. And when you go to the you know, GPT store, it's just the five AI models that OpenAI has. Maybe Google will have one with their models. Maybe Meta will have one with their models. I think that's kind of what's going on with Google looking at their investment into character AI. But in any case, I'm speculating um, AI Box is going to be the one-stop shop where you're accessing all of them and building incredible apps and posting them on a marketplace all on the same platform with thousands of different AI models. So if you're interested in investing, you can go to republic.com slash AI dash box. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Um, but otherwise, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the world's number one AI podcast, AI Chat. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. Make sure that you go to AIbox.ai, link in the show notes, to join the waitlist for our new AI platform. We're going to be launching an incredible platform that allows you to build anything you want with workflows um, in AI. So you're able to chain together chat GPT and image generators and audio generators to make really powerful apps for your organization, or you can host them on our marketplace and actually generate royalties from them. So make sure to go to AIbox.ai and join the waitlist in addition, if you like the podcast, if you could do me a massive favor and please leave us a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. This helps me be able to get better guests on here as they check the reviews to see how you guys are liking it. So if you could please do that, I would really, really appreciate it. In a fiercely competitive world of AI, OpenAI right now is making some really aggressive moves to try to poach top talent from tech giant Google. So the AI research company, of course, um, is right now, I think it's like on the verge of tripling its valuation to over $80 billion. Um, they're raising some money for that. And I think it is right now looking to get some senior AI researchers from Google, and they are offering some insane compensation packages. So OpenAI's recruitment strategy reportedly targets experts working on Google's Gemini family of AI models. This is a big project that we're going to be seeing soon, the whole Gemini um, launch. And the way that they are getting these big players is they're literally dangling annual packages ranging between five and ten million dollars. This is insane. This is unprecedented. I don't know why. I'm sure it's all legal and on the up and up, but it reminds me a lot of the Blackberry movie, if anyone has seen it, where they were grabbing like a whole bunch of uh, Blackberry was like poaching a bunch of top from Google and a lot of other companies was poaching top like developers and they were paying them like crazy million dollar 
um, compensation packages, which was mostly in stock. Now, BlackBerry did something sketchy, which I think got them investigated and had to pay out some fines from the SEC, if I remember correctly, from the movie. Um, where they were like backdating the stock options. I don't know. They had some crazy shenanigans going on. I'm curious to see what OpenAI is doing here. Um, but yeah, five to ten million dollars. That is very, very crazy. I think this play comes as OpenAI's employee stock option sales are getting close to completion. Um, this is a significant leap in the startup's market position. So the recruitment push right now isn't limited just to top tier talents. OpenAI has also raised compensation for some of its junior employees. Um, adapting to obviously a very quickly shifting market landscape. But I think this aggressive hiring strategy is really just a testament to the escalating AI talent war, right? There's only so many of these um, AI high-level executives and engineers, and they're, Google and OpenAI are obviously massive companies trying to suck up as much talent as they can. So with Google and OpenAI really fighting for the industry's brightest minds, it's going to be interesting to see who wins in this um, I think in a really interesting turn of events, Google has managed to actually poach some high-profile researchers from OpenAI. So it's it's going both ways. Um, they did this partly through com- like really competitive salary offers. And so I think right now you're having kind of this talent tug of war. And uh, there's not that many people willing to pay the price, but uh, these big players are. And so I think this kind of reflects the high-stakes AI development uh, landscape we're in right now. OpenAI seems to have pulled ahead into a big lead with their GPT store and a lot of hype and excitement around that. But, you know, I've seen a lot of people tweeting on X. They're like, hey, well, Google's about to launch their Gemini project. That's going to be groundbreaking. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But in any case, OpenAI's CEO, Sam Altman, um, has initially voiced concerns over Google's computing edge, which is expected to persist until Microsoft ramps up its own AI chips, which are going to be available next year. So I think this reliance on Microsoft's hardware support underlines definitely a strategic alliance, which is shaping the future of AI, right? So Microsoft is reportedly developing its own AI chip. They've codenamed this Athena, and it's aimed to challenge NVIDIA's H100 GPU. Now, the one thing I'll say is like this thing comes out next year, by which point NVIDIA is going to have the next gen of their GPU. So I, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen there. It's going to be interesting. It's really hard, honestly, for any of these companies to catch up to NVIDIA. They're so far ahead and they're really crushing it. So I know Meta's working on their own chips. Microsoft's working on their own chips. Google's got Google Cloud. But like everyone's trying to catch up to NVIDIA's H100 GPUs. These things are so powerful and they're really unlocking what's possible with AI today. It'll be interesting though to see if, if people can if people can really keep up. So um, scheduled to be revealed at the Ignite Developer Conference in November, Athena, which is Microsoft's new chip, might boost hardware support for OpenAI, which I think is kind of emphasizing Microsoft's commitment to AI innovation. This has really been their big angle. They're trying to grow their Microsoft Azure web hosting platform, and I've seen them give out very generous um, you know, credits to new startups to come on the platform, and I think it's really smart. They've actually grown some sizable, there's some solid market share, um, whereas you've seen, I think... AWS might have lost some market share. So AWS was formerly the big player in the space and they're losing a little market share. I think it's because uh, Microsoft is leaning into AI so heavily. They're offering credits, they're offering compute to startups and and they're obviously, you know, directly involved with OpenAI. So they're able to develop things that are, you know, top of the line. So besides Athena, Microsoft collaborates with um, AMD on another AI chip, which is the MI300X. That's going to be released, I think, in the fourth quarter. So we should be seeing that very soon. Um, this, I think diversification into AI hardware partnerships signals a really concerted effort to 
diminish AI's dom or Nvidia's dominance in the AI chip market. We'll see what happens. Now, I will say Google's not to be outdone. They've been developing their tensor processing unit, their TPU, since at least 2015. Um, and this is designed for high volume, low precision computing. So the TPU offers more effective input output operations um, per joule compared to traditional GPUs. So Google does have some really solid tech as well. And Google has been integrating the TPUs into a bunch of different applications from AlphaGo, um, Lee, Salud, the Go game to Google Photos. And they also offer them to third parties through their cloud TPU services. So in the, you know, if we're kind of looking at the big picture of what's going on in the space right now, I think the escalating talent war between OpenAI and Google is more than just a struggle for human resources. It also represents a very intense competition and rapid innovation in the AI sector. And these tech giants right now are really fighting for dominance. I think the landscape of AI development is continuously reshaped and is influenced by a lot of things, including these massive, you know, these massive salaries that both Google and OpenAI seem to be willing to pay. So it's going to be very interesting to see how sustainable this is and what happens in the future. Thank you for listening to the AI Chat Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, I'd appreciate it if you rate me wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're looking for an innovative group of AI enthusiasts, make sure you check out our Discord channel and also our Facebook community. It's obviously a lot more interactive than a podcast where we can actually share software tools, prompts that we're using in everyday AI. I'll leave a link for those in the description below.